you ready to talk fantasy football? Then you're ready for the Picking Up the Blitz Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your hosts, Mike Randall and Scott Berg. Week 7 off to a flying start, and Scott, it appears that Amari Cooper has returned. Yes, Amari Cooper back from the dead. Welcome to Fantasy Relevancy once again, Mr. Cooper. Hopefully you're going to hang with us a little longer than just one game right now. So great great to see him back. And for all those people on my Twitter poll that said 55% that that was a bad deal for DeMarco Murray, au contraire, my friends. I've been very happy with it tonight, especially because I kept Derrick Henry. Yeah, now DeMarco Murray questionable right now, a little banged up. Derrick Henry may be the guy going forward, at least this week. Uh, but yeah, Mari Cooper back with a vengeance tonight. With uh, But yeah, Oakland Trails 20-14. to 14. Uh, Mr. Tavecchio has missed two field goals, so at halftime they're down 20-14. to 14. And uh, Tyreek the Freak Hill, who I figured would be in concussion protocol, because he looked like he got hit pretty hard on Sunday, is playing and has a touchdown. Scott, he's so feast or famine. I have no interest in him whatsoever. I'm sorry. I, I just, I can't. I know it's fine. Yeah, great caught touchdown. He's doing the phone thing. It's cool. It's great. No interest. I'm sorry. Quarter up Patterson is on the other side of the field, and they're the same player. All right, let's go to quarter one. Quarter one, my friend Mike. You know what? You got me so interested in these game shows by giving me Fantasy Feud last week. I have decided to come at you this week with Fantasy Jeopardy, my friend. Yes, hey, this is great. Fantasy Jeopardy. Very excited. Let's put this all out on the table. Mike does not have any idea what questions are about to be asked. None. I have no idea, folks. Zero. I've got three categories. Uh, Each question has three categories. And then we do have a final Jeopardy question. Each question is a 500, 1,000, 1,500 mythical point scale. You can ask whichever point scale and category you want. I'll read you the questions. We will go through all nine of them, see how you do. Add up your points. You go final Jeopardy, see what you want to wager, and see where you finish up. How's that sound? It sounds great. This is fantastic. All I have, folks, full disclosure, and if you think I'm lying, listen, I'm a loser, but I'm not going to lie on the podcast here. All I have in front of me are the NFL standings. I just have the standings. That's what I have. So I have a list of teams. This is exciting. Let's go, Scotty. Here we go. And I I can guarantee you, folks, NFL standings will not assist (laughs) Mike Randall in the next segment here of Fantasy Jeopardy, the inaugural edition of Fantasy Jeopardy on the Picking Up the Butts Fantasy well, you, Podcast. Uh, my partner, you're a tough act to follow. You only got one question wrong, by the way. You got, I mean, if we did Jeopardy for you, it had like five thousand points. So this, this is yeah. Listen, be fun. I, and I'm not gonna lie. These these questions, I don't think these questions are that easy. So I'm gonna test you here, and if you get them wrong, it's all right. Don't worry about it. Yeah, Mar- but we just want to have a little fun with this. Who is Martavis Bryant? No. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> he, he did not make the list. All right. Here we go, folks. He. These are your three categories. I tried to be creative with the names. We'll see how they worked up. Here but the first category. First category is quarters in the pocket. Second category: sprinting through the tackles. And the third category is route runners. So I guess you can see ones for quarterbacks, ones for running backs, ones for wide receivers. My friend, there are three questions, each worth five hundred thousand or fifteen hundred. Which of these categories would you like to start with? Uh, Alex, I'd like quarters in the pocket for 100. Is that right? Quarters in the pocket? <laughs> yep. Not 100. We're going to go 500. We're no, 500. 500 sorry, 500. I'm, I'm no. nervous. I'm nervous. 500, yes. That's all right. Here you go. Quarters in the pocket for 500. While his team surprises, this AFC quarterback currently ranks second in the NFL in completion percentage even though he is 20th in yards per game. This AFC quarterback currently ranks second in the NFL in completion percentage, but is only 20th in yards per game passing. Remember the first line? His team surprises. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who is Deshaun Watson? Ah, ah. The correct answer do- is yep. who is Josh McCown? Oh, good one. Okay, good one. All right. Okay, that's fair. Good one. Nope. Uh, let's take uh, quarters in the pocket for a thousand. Is that the second one? Thousand. Yes, it is. Okay. This NFC quarterback has a quarterback rating of 103.2, which is good for fifth best in the NFL. He can thank his O line because they've only sacked him four times. Can I get the question one more time, Alex? This NFC quarterback has a quarterback rating of a 103.2, which is good for fifth best in the NFL. He could thank his offensive line because they've only allowed four sacks. NFC, it's got to be somebody who's decent. 
who is Drew Brees? Ding, ding, ding. Correct, my friend. Hey, Drew Brees for a thousand Woo. points. You know, I just read an article. This is funny that his offensive line has played so well this year. That is total luck. I figured you pick a decent player, and you said NFC, and I just read that article. How about that? Thousand big. All right, my friend. You're two questions in, seven to go. What do you want to do? Stick with quarterbacks or go to another category? As John Kreese of the Cobra Kai said, finish it. Finish him. Quarterback. Quarters in the pocket for 1,500. This instant fantasy star has thrown 10 passes inside the 10-yard line. He has completed eight of them. All eight have been converted for touchdowns. This instant fantasy star has attempted 10 passes from inside the 10-yard line. He has completed eight of them. Eight have been converted for touchdowns. You said instant. That's the tip-off, I think. Who is Deshaun Watson? That is correct, my friend. Deshaun Watson for 1,500. How about that? It, you it, helped me with instant. You helped nah, me with instant. You know, that I mean, was listen, nice you're going blind here. I can't, you know, there's 32 quarterbacks. That was very nice from. you. But how about that for a rookie? Eight completions inside the it's, 10, they're all for touchdowns. Yeah, that's that's why you should sell into Deshaun Watson. Sorry, we'll get to that later. All right, after <laughs> okay. three questions, Alex. you have 2,500 points. Six questions go, two categories, sprinting through the tackles or route runners. Uh, okay, uh, route runners. Route runners for 500. This speedster has made the most of his 24 receptions, averaging 19.7 yards per catch. Uh, I, I mean, I, this, this, I, I'm taking a guess here because this is, you know, familiarity. Who is Tyreek Hill? Tyreek Hill is incorrect, my friend. Oh, that hurts. The is, that hurts. who is Brandon Cooks? No way. Okay. All right. All right. Good one. So I lose that there, that right? Is, that so I is lost incorrect. That. Five questions to go. You're at 2,500 points. Okay, good. Uh, s- same, same category. 1,000. Come on. Despite only having eight receptions on the season, this youngster has converted five of those for touchdowns. Despite having only eight receptions on the season, this youngster has converted five for touchdowns. Route runners for 1,000. Oh, I knew if he wasn't hurt, I'd say Kenny Galladay. Really? Uh, uh, five touchdowns. I'm looking at the teams really quick. Uh, did he get it? Did he get five? Is did his is this possible? I'm looking at. Who is Will Fuller? Who is Will Fuller? Is correct, my friend. Woo! He has, only, he has only eight catches on the season, but five for touchdowns. The key was five. I'm looking here at the teams, and I'm like, who caught five? And I'm like, and I saw full up. Like, Houston, I'm like, really? Oh, baby, I'm rolling. Are right, we finishing up the category? Yeah. Finish it. Route runners for 1,500. This fantasy star has five touchdowns on five receptions from inside the 10-yard line. This fantasy star has five touchdowns on five receptions from inside the 10-yard line. Again, I'm doing recency bias, Scott. Who is Michael Crabtree? Who is Michael Crabtree is incorrect. Oh. Correct answer is who is DeAndre Hopkins? Oh, really? Real? Okay. All right. That's a good one. Boy, a lot of Houston questions here. Yeah, you know, and after I put this together, I realized it, but, you know, this was enough work to put the questions together, so I said I'm sticking with it. it. Yeah, yeah. As as Michael Crabtree almost brings in a touchdown in the end zone. We got three questions Uh, to go. They are sprinting through the tackles. Would you like to start with what point value? 500? No, we're reversing it, man. 1,500, sprinting through the tackles. (laughs) Sprinting through the tackles for 1,500. (laughs) This veteran running back recorded... 23.9% of his season rushing total on a single 75-yard run. This veteran running back recorded 23.9% of his season rushing yard total on a single 75-yard run. Uh, Well, you said veteran. It can't be Fournette. That's the first name that came to mind. Um, Veteran, veteran. What a long run. What a long run. What a long run. Oh, I got it. I got it. Who is Alfred Morris? That is incorrect, my friend. The correct answer is who is DeMarco Murray? 
Oh, yes. I, 75 stuck in my head. Oh, good job. Well done. Well done. Good question. Ah, I thought I had that one. Two questions ago, you got it for 500 and 1,000 as DeAndre Washington does get in the end zone for a touchdown. Was that a reception? It's a rushing or? touchdown. Marshawn Lynch, in case you have not noticed, folks, was ejected for pushing an official tonight. So, right. job. Yeah, it's not, it's not like he ran off the side. No, no, he was totally uh, in the play, <laughs> folks, and he decided, let me just get involved and, you know, Grab the uh, uh, right no, he was on the sideline. No, he, he was on the no, side. he was, and run, that's what I'm saying. He was sprinted out and decided to go WWE <laughs> style on the ref and grab his shirt and almost hit him with a chair while, while he's at it. All right, turn in the corner for a thousand. Whatever we got here, turn the corner, sprinting through the tackles for one thousand. <laughs> <laughs> this fantasy goal line back has only one touchdown from inside the five yard line on seven attempts, netting. Negative two yards. This fantasy goal line running back has goal line one back. touchdown from inside the five on seven attempts, with his net yardage being negative no, two I yards. It. I got it. I, I'll bet. I'll, if I this was a daily double, I'd bet everything. I got it. Who is Legarrett Blunt? Who is Legarrett Blunt? Is correct. That's an easy one because we're always on him. Well, that's an easy one. In fact, I had a question on Twitter about him today. Who is the Garrett Let's right, go. All right, so we're one question left. It's only for 500. You're at 4,500 points. Can you get yourself to 5,000 with a chance in final jeopardy? Sprinting through the tackles for 500. This visionary leads the NFL with 22.3 rushing attempts per game. Visionary? This visionary leads the NFL with 22.3 rushing attempts per why did game. You say the, why did you say the word vision, 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 and a lot of attempts? Who's run a lot of attempts? And, oh, oh, who is Le'Veon Bell? Visionary. Who is Le'Veon Bell is correct. I wish you didn't save that question for the end, but you did. That's quite all right. That is for 500 points, my friend. You finished with 5,000 in Jeopardy. It is now time for Final Jeopardy. All of it, all of it, all of it. I'm betting the whole thing. I part of Mike Randall who put all 5,000 of his fantasy points on the I line. I don't care. Here is your final Jeopardy question, and it, the category what? is future Hall of Famers. Ooh. Okay. This future Hall of Fame quarterback currently ranks sixth in passing completions, passing attempts, and passing yardage. This future Hall of Fame quarterback currently ranks sixth in passing attempts, passing completions, and passing yardage. Uh, just give me some time here. Uh, I hear the music. Uh, I'm looking at the list. Not Eli. I'm sticking out loud here. Rivers is better than that. It's not Brady. Future Hall of Fame. I say, I'm sorry, say it one more time. Uh, uh, completions, this yardage. This future and- Hall of Fame quarterback currently ranks sixth in completions, attempts, and passing yardage. think you would do this but the way the order ah, all right i got an answer i got an answer go for it you said hall of fame future hall I of think fame that, uh, it, it's between rogers and roethlisberger that's what i'm thinking uh, i just i don't think rogers uh, was out last week like i who is ben roethlisberger who is ben roethlisberger is Correct, my friend. Woo! Final Jeopardy goes from five thousand to ten thousand. That's Thank a pretty goodness. solid showing, my friend, in fantasy Jeopardy for not having you, I any give, clue as to what I was going to ask you. That's a hell of a job, my friend. I got to give you credit. I got to give you credit because you did a good job with the questions. You gave me some some lead-ins there. You, you know, you, you know, visionary. You gave me some decent stuff. You gave me a shot. You gave me a shot. That was tough. But you said Hall of Fame. So listen, in my mind, I'm like Matt Stafford. I'm looking down the list here. Matt Stafford, Trubisky, Rogers came up. Bortles, luck. I'm looking through it. So you, you did a good job. You gave me a shot. I appreciate that. That was very uh, nice. I, I, was very fair. I very enjoyed good. putting that together. And folks, if you're listening, if you like the game format that we go in these first quarters, whether it's Fantasy Feud or Fantasy Jeopardy, let us know. Maybe we'll keep rolling with them. You let us know how you think. 
but I had some fun with that. It took some time to put those questions together, you know, and I uh, wanted to make it a little bit challenging, give you a couple of, a couple of cookies as well. And, uh, you know, it's good. It was a fun time. 10,000 for you in the first edition of Fantasy Jeopardy. I'll tell you, the other one I was thinking there was Breeze, but he had his bye. And that's why I knew that, that was a really good question. That was an excellent job by you. Well done. Thank you. Appreciate sir. it, folks. And appreciate you. You ready to go to quarter two? Hit it. All right, Scott, week seven, our, our favorite way to do this. We're going to break down the games and go one by one. You get on the couch. I'm going to start talking. Scott, the Chicago Bears, your Chicago Bears with Jordan Howard, are going to host the Carolina Panthers. And I would like to know, against a stiff Carolina defense, what are your expectations for Mr. Howard this week? Where will he end up? I think Mr. Howard is a uh, definitely a RB1. He's going to finish in the top 12. I'm looking at another 100-yard game for him. Uh, they're riding him now. He's really become the go-to guy. Cohen's getting his touches, but you know, he's, uh, Howard out-touched Cohen, I think, 37-15 last week. And you know we saw what Howard did, and especially when it came to closing it out in overtime with that big 50-plus yard run. So they're getting more confidence in Howard. He's running with some more confidence. And, you know, Carol, uh, Carolina on the road, different team. I, I like Howard to have a big game this week again and finish definitely in the top 12, maybe even the top eight. Is Tariq Cohen startable as a flex, Scott, in leagues? You're not starting him as an RB. I know that. As a flex. Yeah, I mean, you can use him as a flex. He's still got 15 touches. He gets his catches. He even drew a touchdown pass. So he, he, he's got that jack-of-all-trades ability. But, you know, you the consistency now is falling into the hands of Howard, and he's starting to run with it. So you could use him as a flex. I still think Howard produce, outproduces him in this game, though. Kendall Wright, wide receiver three. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, at home you could. I mean, there's only two teams on a bye this week, so there's not a lot of uh, – Need to stream. You know, most 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 fantasy teams should be in good shape. But Kendall White, you could throw him out there as a wide receiver three, maybe a wide receiver four. You know, Trubisky was you know okay last week. He didn't really do anything crazy to make any mistakes. And this will be his third game now. He gets a little more accumulated. So yeah, he he could be a wide receiver three, low wide receiver three though. And last one for the Bears, Zach Miller, Scott. Where do you rank Zach Miller there against the Panthers at home? I think Zach Miller could be right around that 11 or 12, 10, 11, 12 tight end. He'll get four or five catches. The key will be can he get in the end zone. I think Trubisky looked his way. He actually looked both his tight ends last week. Deion Sims and Zach Miller both scored a touchdown. So with that lack of depth at the wide receiver position, you, know, you look at Kendall Wright and then a bunch of you know guys that really just have not been able to even get on the field and produce. Zach Miller definitely could be right there on the fringe of a tight end one this week. Scott, going over to Carolina, where do you think Cam Newton finishes up? Now listen, the Bears, you know, at home have the third best uh, defense against the pass, against opposing fantasy quarterbacks. So, you know, this is a this isn't at home. I mean, we've seen Cam Newton go to New England and put up a big game, but New England is dead last against the pass. The Bears' defense has been very good against the pass, and at home they played the Steelers well against the pass. They've played other teams well at home. I think Cam Newton is a, is a quarterback two, but on the fringe bottom level of a quarterback two. Yeah, you're not starting Jonathan Stewart. You're starting Christian McCaffrey, probably, right? PPR and standard? Yeah, I think you have to start Christian McCaffrey. I mean, Jonathan Stewart's really been a non-factor. I think McCaffrey, is, he's getting like, what, 10, 11 targets a game. He's not really running the ball as much, but I think that's going to increase. I think we touched on this last episode where we both think he's going to start to get some more rushes. But from a PPR standpoint, definitely even the standard point at this point, he, he is the number one, regardless of Stewart being there or not. Scott, Bears are directly in the middle of the road against defending fantasy wide receivers. The problem is Kelvin Benjamin has not practiced yet. If he doesn't practice tomorrow, he's not going to play on Sunday probably. So I guess rate Devin Funches if Benjamin does not I mean, play. If Benjamin doesn't play, I think you can rate Funches as a wide receiver too. I will not put him any higher than that. Um, you know, again, I, I don't expect much out of Cam Newton in this game. Uh, so yeah, if, if Benjamin doesn't play, I would rank Funches as a wide receiver too. Bears defense top 12? Yeah, I like the Bears' defense this week. I think the Bears' defense is a sneaky play at home, you know, against against a Carolina offense that's played well, but yeah, there's still a lot of in, uh, mistake prone. Cam Newton's prone to throw that pick, and again, the Bears got a solid pass defense. So, yeah, I think the Bears are a sneaky defensive play this week. Yeah, very interesting. Also, Bears give up the third most points to opposing fantasy defenses. Would you start the Panthers on the road, Scott? No, Keekly. I would not. No, I w- I would not. Okay. Next game, the Saints going to travel, leave leave home, go on the road, go to Green Bay, and this begins the Brett Hundley era in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers out for the year. Um, you're going to start Drew Brees here on the road. I would assume you're going to play Drew Brees anyway, regardless that this is on the road or not. Green Bay not exactly lighting it up on defense. Um, stick on the New Orleans side first with the running backs. Mark Ingram exploded last week. Do you expect much of the same with him this week on the road, or do you think we see a little bit more of a split? We uh, 
even split between him and Alvin Kamara. Mark Ingram Scott, my rankings on Fantasy Pros is the number eight running back overall. Without Adrian Peterson there, he's going to get goal line carries. Um, I know Green Bay at home is very difficult, but, P- but Ingram also catches passes. No Peterson. I love Mark Ingram, top 10 running back. Oh, wide receivers. Michael Thomas had three catches for 11 yards last week. Can we expense, expect a bounce back this week? Or do you see Ted Ginn, Willie Sneed, and others still cutting into some of his act, uh, playing uh, the touches? I'm just banking on the fact that Michael Thomas is not going to be back-to-back bad games, especially with Drew Brees, by the way, who I saw a stat today has some really good games when it comes against Dom Capers' defenses. Packers only middle of the road against wide receivers. I'd start Michael Thomas with confidence. Ted Ginn or Willie Sneed? Ted Ginn. <laughs> you know that And Colby Fleener, is he a top a, uh, a tight end one this week? You know, tight ends are so difficult because there's just not a lot going on. You know, it's hard to find somebody. Packers are third best against fantasy tight ends. With Sneed back, I bet he actually does fairly decently. Willie Sneed, I would not start Kobe Fleener. All right, let's move over to Green Bay. So Brett Hundley here is, he was a little bit of a popular waiver pick in some uh, uh, season-long leagues, and I have a feeling he's going to be a popular DFS pick. He drew 157 yards, a touchdown, three picks, so off the bench, cold, getting thrown into a situation. Now he's home. He's against the 23rd-ranked Saints defense and the Saints defense on the road. Now, they, they did score three touchdowns last week. They they look a little bit improved. Is Brett Hundley playable this week in your mind? Brett Hundley will outscore Russell Wilson in fantasy points this week. He is a top 12 quarterback for me. Uh, you must have you, you must have been listening to me, or your ears went when I started writing some of my DFS picks because I'm all over the Giant defense this week. Hundred percent. They, they the Giants are home. They're playing well. Wilson on the road, running for his life. Right, coming off a bye, they're going to be sluggish coming East Coast. I think Brett Hundley's going to be fine. He's got rushing yards, Scott. He's home. It's a bad New Orleans defense. I know they've been better lately, but they're on the road here. Packers are going to be fired up. He's got weapons galore. Check and dine to Ty Montgomery. Next, top 12. Court. All right, so the running backs and the wide receivers. Who finishes as the number one running back on the Packers and the number one wide receiver this week? If they're going to pass the ball, Scott, it's going to be Ty Montgomery. All right, and Ty Montgomery is also going to get the goal line touches. Aaron Rodgers is going to be Aaron Jones, excuse me, is going to be Amir Abdullah in this game. Okay, so if you're going to take a running back, it's got to be Ty Montgomery because he's going to get the goal line. He's going to be trusted on third down and pass protection. That's the guy who's going to be a better pick. And wide receiver, who's the uh, who finishes number one at wide receiver? Got to stay with Jordy. You got to stay with Jordy until proven otherwise. And his numbers play it out that he's actually fairly decent. So, yeah, I'll put Jordy as a wide receiver one. I'll put Devontae Adams as a wide receiver two. Not as, as high on, on Randall Cobb this week. And where do you put Martellus Bennett? I'm, I'm, assume, I'm assuming you put him as a tight end one, but do you put him in the top tier or the bottom tier? <sighs> I'll put him high end. Tight end. Two. So he, so he doesn't make tight end. He doesn't make tight end one. Yeah, I can't because somebody can't eat. Yeah, I, I, okay, and I think I got it. All right. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I, I think I have him as a as a, like an eight or nine tight end this week. So tight end one. Yeah, but I tough. get it. If I, if I think he's checking down to Montgomery and I like Nelson and I like Adams, I can't like Bennett. I mean, he's not going to be Dan Marino. Third game, Baltimore Ravens. Who can figure them out, Scott? Good luck if you can. It's your job to actually do it right now. At Minnesota, we'll start with the Ravens. I'm not talking about Flacco. You're only starting in a two QB league. Who is the running back to start, Scott, in this game if you must start a Ravens? I mean, if you have to start one, I think it's got to be uh, Buck Allen. I think it has to be Javoris Allen. Look at Collins, I know Alex Collins started the game last week. Again, had some nice yard per carry numbers, but they worry about the fumbles and – this Raven offense is just putrid. I mean, Flacco is playing like, I mean, you would not believe this guy's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He just looks terrible right now. He's got no help in the wide receiver position. So they're, I have a feeling they're going to be coming from behind, and this is going up against Case Keenum. I think Buck Allen's got to be the play. He outsnapped Collins last week. Uh, so, so for me, if you have to play one of these guys, it's got to be Allen. Vikings middle of the road, Scott defending fantasy wide receivers and middle of the road defending fantasy tight ends. Ben Watson, Mike Wallace, any interest? No, no interest in Mike Wallace. And Ben Watson just got the questionable tag thrown up against him today. So now it's like, what do we do? We play darts. Is he really questionable? Is he hurt? So, you know, if you got a better option, I, I'd stay away from both Watson and Wallace. 
you know, you're going to think that the Ravens defense is really strong against the run, but that is an old version of the Ravens defense, not the new version. They are a little bit to the below middle of the road against fantasy running backs. Jarek McKinnon, RB1 or not? Scott. Yeah, I mean, both of us 24th against fantasy running backs, so that's just not good enough. And Jarek McKinnon is a is a RB1, no questions asked in my mind. Wide receivers, Stefan Diggs, is he going to play? And if so, where do you put him? And then Adam Thielen. Yeah, if Diggs play, I think if Diggs plays, I'm going to put Diggs as a two, a wide receiver two, and I'm going to keep Adam Thielen as a wide receiver one. And Adam Thielen's due to score a touchdown, folks. He's putting up numbers and he's yet to score. That's coming. I have a feeling it comes this week. As per ESPN, Ravens second toughest against fantasy wide receivers, but the fact that Minnesota's home swings you? It does. It really does swing me. And I just, I, you know, this, the Ravens, it's a tough loss at home last week to the Bears, and now you go on the road to a very tough place to play, a very tough defense. I, I, I don't know how motivated this Raven team's going to be this week. I, I, I like the Vikings in this game. Scott, Ravens seventh most generous to opposing fantasy tight ends. Kyle Rudolph, where does he finish? He's obviously tight end one. Where does he finish? Yeah, Kyle Rudolph's going to be about top six for me. I'd say right on about six or seven, right in that area. Excellent. All right, next game, Arizona and the Rams. This game in London and the next one of the London series. Um, let's start with, with the Cardinals. Carson Palmer, big game last week. Pr- provided well in DFS. He was a big quarterback play there. What, where do we look at Carson Palmer this week? Is he playable on the road against this Ram defense that is – 13th against opposing fantasy quarterbacks? I think he's due for a letdown, Scott. I don't like London. You know my thoughts. Weird stuff happen across the pond there in London. I'm not a fan of anybody who's marginal. Carson Palmer's marginal. He's going to be outscored by Brett Hundley outside my top 12. Adrian Peterson exploded last week in his Cardinals debut. It sounds like Andre Ellington is going to be out with an injury. That probably explains why he didn't get on the field at all last week or had zero touches. So if Ellington's out, what do we put AP? Do we expect a performance like we got last week, or does going across the pond affect this for you? I mean, I think you have to play him even though it's across the pond because there's no Ellington in this game. Very 20 for 80-ish and a touchdown. I think he's solid. I think he's a low-end RB1. Take Fitzgerald out of the equation on the wide receivers. Break down the other three for me and tell me who steps up this week. If you had to play one, I'd go J.J. Nelson. Weird stuff happens over there. J.J. Nelson has not been playing well. He could hit one deep. Palmer could have to chuck one deep. I'll take a flyer if you really had to. And Fitz, just temper expectations. I think I know the answer to this one because we're both down on him and now they're in London. But Jared Goff, a couple of bad weeks. Are we staying away from Goff this week? Would stay away, Scott, even if he was home, but he's over in London, absolutely. He's got to get the completion percentage above 50. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Cardinals only give up 90 yards per game to opposing running backs on the ground, but they're 12th best against fantasy running backs, so they do score. Todd Gurley, does he crack 100 this week? Yeah, I, I think I don't know if he's going to crack a hundred over there, but again, so you got to play your automatic plays. If you have Todd Gurley, you're starting him even over there. You hope he gets a touchdown. He's going to catch some passes too. I think he's safe. He's the safest guy in this entire game. And I think Goff's, Jared Goff's struggles are really uh, played to the fact that his wide receivers have not stepped up and helped him at all. He's had some trouble get, connecting with Watkins. Robert Woods has some drops, and he's having trouble connecting with uh, with Goff and getting on the same page. And Cooper Cup has fallen off the map. So. If you're sitting here and you have to play one of these receivers, and odds are two of the three are on the waiver wire right now, which one of these three would you play? Robert Woods is the leading receiver for yards and receptions. I'll take Robert Woods. I would rather play none of them. Sammy Watkins is going to get Peterson. If there was no Peterson, I could make an argument to start Watkins. I am not starting Watkins, even in three wide receiver leagues. Cooper Cup, I'm just not starting. He's not getting the targets as much as as, as uh, Woods is, and certainly Watkins' presence there. So what are you really hoping for Cooper Cup? Add in the London factor, no interest. This will probably be like a Mercedes-Lewis game, a Tyler Higby three-touchdown game. So no, thank you. So I think we both agree nobody's putting up 44 points like Jacksonville did in London. So... Out of these two defenses, yeah, it's a Ram home game, but they're both in London. Which one of these defenses is the better play? Ah, man, neither. If I had to pick one, it would be Arizona because it's kind of like a neutral game there. I'd rather pay. I wouldn't play either, but if I had to pick one, it would be Arizona. Sounds good to me. Let's roll. Next one, Seattle going cross-country to the Giants. They're coming off a bye. I think they're usually going to be a little sluggish. Scott, we'll start with the road team. Giants defense is certainly played well against Denver. Here comes Russell Wilson. Is he a QB1 for you this week? No, he's not. He's QB2, middle-of-the-road QB2. If you have a better option, I'd play him. Um, I would not play Russell Wilson if you have a better option. I do not like this matchup. This is cross-country. The Giant defense, they really, really, really impressed last week in Denver, so now they get a chance to do it again at home, and I expect a big effort from them. 
I like Brett Hundley over him as well. Do you want to talk about the Seattle run? I don't. I, I really don't. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, I, I, it's, uh, it's one of those that just I, I'm, I'm done with, to be quite honest with you. I'm, I'm done. And I, I think we expected this preseason, too. We talked about how we would never figure this out with Pete Carroll, and we're now at week seven, and we haven't. So I'm done. Janoris Jenkins, Doug Baldwin, talk to me. Yeah, I think J- Jenkins wins this matchup. I honestly, I think the, I think the Seahawks are going to have trouble here. It's it's crazy how you know my attitude is, is changing a little bit. I I think the Seahawks the offense still has struggled, and I think this is a very tough matchup for them on paper. And I'm going to say Janoris Jenkins wins that battle. Scott, we have had six games the New York Giants have played. Here are the touchdowns they've given up per week to tight ends. One, 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 two, one, one. Jimmy Graham? Yeah, I think a tight end's going to score, but I'm going to tell you, I think it's Luke Wilson. Uh, I think Luke okay, Wilson will be the okay. tight end to score. Right. Graham will get some catches, uh, but a tight end will score, but I'm going to put my money on Luke Wilson being the guy. All right, flip it around. Eli Manning, you're not starting, I assume. Best running back? Dark yeah, I guess we got to go off Dark World. What we saw last week, right? He got the bulk of the touches. He picked apart a very good... Uh, Denver rushing defense on the road to Darkwell. He ran hard. He found holes. The offensive line looked like they knew how to play for once this season. So, yeah, Darkwell's the guy for me. Seahawks only middle road against tight ends. He's not even a tight end. He's a wide receiver. Evan Ingram? Absolutely. Evan, Evan Ingram is a, well, quote, tight end one the rest of the year. He's He, he saw a giant jump in snap share and target share last week, and it's only going to continue uh, if, until any of these other wide receivers, if they do step up. Evan Ingram is a tight end one going forward. Uh, any wide receiver, Roger Lewis? Yes, but not in this game. Yeah, that's a good statement. I, I, not in this game. Uh, I think I think Evan Ingram is poised for a big game, so I stay away from any of the wide receivers. I think the stat line is going to be very similar. Shane Vereen, I think, gets involved a little bit more um, in the passing game, but uh, I stay away from any of these wide receivers. Sounds good. Dallas at San Francisco. Dallas Cowboy fans can take a collective deep breath. You get Ezekiel Elliott for at least one more game. That means all the Darren McFadden and Alfred Morris uh, waiver wire claimers like yourself can uh, go and stare at a keyboard and be like, what do I do now? And let them go. See Elliott's back. The Cowboys at the Niners. Prescott uh, at, in San Francisco. What do you expect from Dak Prescott? You know, the Niners, Scott, have had three consecutive road games at Arizona, at Indianapolis, at Washington. So they've only had two home games so far. Cam Newton won 25 attempts, 171 yards, and two touchdowns. And then Jared Goff, of course, ripped them up on that Thursday night game, 292 yards and three touchdowns. I think Dak Prescott is very safe. I think he's a safe QB1. That's why I'm going to start him over Derek Carr and Phillip Rivers in my six points per passing touchdown league. I think he's going to be pretty solid. Even though they're coming off a bind, I think they could be in trouble. But if they get in trouble in this game and the Niners actually push him, it's going to be high scoring. I don't think it's going to be a low scoring game. So I think you can start Dak Prescott, no problem. Ezekiel Elliott a top three running back this week? I wouldn't put him top three on the road. He's certainly a RB1. I think I have him around seven or eight on my ranking, something like that. I would not put him much higher. I think all this stuff that goes on, Scott, eventually affects people from time to time. I think it's something that can bother you. So I would put him in there, certainly, but I don't know if I would put him that high. I'd probably put him a low-end RB1. So before the Cowboys went on a bike, Cole Beasley had two two touchdown catches to emerge as the Number two receiver of the week. Does he stay in that role? As we, Des Bryant's going to obviously be the wide, re- wide receiver one for the Cowboys, but can Cole Beasley take a step forward off that two touchdown performance? I wouldn't start Cole Beasley. I got to see it again, man, before I have the confidence to do Jason it. Witten? Solid. I, again, he's the second best receiver on the team. So if you have to play him, I think he's a fine. He's a tight end one. Absolutely low end. How about CJ Beathard at home? Would you think about it at all? Okay. No. Car- Carlos Hyde, Matt Brieta. We, I think a lot of us expected Brieta to get some more touches last week. He did not. Hyde didn't exactly light it up with rushing yards, but did score two touchdowns. And let's just assume he's still in this team and not traded by come Sunday. Where do you put Carlos Hyde? I think they're showcasing Carlos Hyde. Matt Breida comes in. I'm having him as an RB1. But for right now, you got to play Hyde if you have him against a Dallas defense that has not been impressive against fantasy wide running backs. So I think by default, Carlos Hyde's an RB1. Who has more fantasy points, Pierre Garçon or George Kittle? I love George Kittle in this matchup. I love George Kittle. Pierre Garcon has not scored yet. I love George Kittle. I think he's a very viable option. This is Bethard Scott, who's going to be checking down and not want to take big attempts here to Pierre Garcon. I think Kittle's going to be a great starter. I think I'm as like my seven tight end this yep, week. He had a nice game last week, and I have a feeling he might get in the end zone this week as well. Yep, for sure. And last game we got here, NFC home game, Scott Washington, Philly. Monday night football, Kirk Cousins versus Carson Wentz. 
Who ranks higher and where do they finish? I think Kirk Cousins is going to finish a little bit below Carson Wentz. If this game was at home, I'd probably reverse it, but I like Carson Wentz to finish a little bit ahead of him. Um, Carson Wentz is going to be, I'm going to say, about seventh. And Kirk Cousins will be about eight or ninth. I think they're both going to be pretty close. I think there's going to be some points scored in this game. And I like both of them to produce. So if you have either one, they are a full goal for me. Scott, is Rob, is Rob Kelly going to play in this game? Yeah, it sounds like he's going to play, but I'm not too confident in how much he's going to play. Um, I think if you look at this backfield, you got to roll Chris Thompson out there regardless uh, as your, especially in PPR, as your, guy, as your go-to guy. Um, P. Ryan, I would not touch if Kelly's on the field. I think... Kelly will start, but I think Thompson will be the guy who gets ultimately the most touches out of the three. Eagles' fifth most uh, stringent to fantasy running backs. Wide receiver, Scott. Nelson Aguilar, is my guy going to score again? Um, You know what? I think he might. Uh, it's funny, in this game, I traded away Alshon Jeffrey in one of my leagues, so I'm hoping he has a rough game, and I think Zach Ertz will be the guy. But yeah, I could see Aguilar scoring again in this game for sure. And Alshon Jeffrey, wide receiver two-ish. I hope he's a wide receiver three since I traded him away. But yeah, let's put him in the wide let's, <laughs> let's put him in the wide receiver two category this week uh, in Washington, uh, in Philly against Washington. Uh, Redskins fourth most generous to opposing tight ends. Scott Death Zach. Yeah, yeah, don't even ask it. Zach Ertz, he will score again <laughs> this week, and they'll probably have about eight catches to go with it. Do you do you go back to Terrell Pryor? I'm going back to Terrell Pryor one more time, uh, and th- that's about it for me. This is, you know, we're seven weeks in. This will be seven weeks in. Hard to believe we're almost at the halfway point already. But uh, someone's got to take someone's got to take the job as an number one receiver, and I still think it's him. But I'm starting to lose my patience with him. Eagles defense, Scott, that has been torched by opposing fantasy wide receivers, are second most generous, only behind the Buccaneers on points per game. So I guess you're going what Pryor, Dotson, Crowder. In that order? Yeah, yeah, that's my order, and I would probably slide the two tight ends in front of uh, Crowder because I'm really down on Jamison Crowder right now. So, but yeah, that that, that the order works for me. I'd put Reed and Davis right there if they're both on field. Because Vernon Davis has found the fountain of youth as well. Eagles defense at home? No, not this week. Uh, I think I think this is a high scoring game. I think this is one of those 31-27 games. A good good game, a NFC East game with a lot of points scored. I would avoid both defenses. Quarter three. Quarter three AFC matchup, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the terrible, terrible passing defense that they have going to Buffalo to face the Buffalo Bills. Tampa Bay got torched in Arizona last week. Now they go into Buffalo. Where do we start with Tampa Bay? Where do we put Jameis Winston on the road in Buffalo? Um, it looks like he's good to go. He does have an AC joint sprain, but he said he's going to play. So where do we put Jameis Winston? So let me see, Scott. When he's totally healthy, he's 58% completion percentage. Now he's injured, coming off an injury, and he's on the road. He is not a top 12 quarterback. I don't know how you can put it. So does that mean Doug Martin's value increases? I think Doug Martin's okay. He's an RB2. You play him. I don't think he's going to score. I think he's like 23 for 70. Mike Evans, um, he's still. you still put him as a wide receiver one on the road this week if you're down on Winston, or does he drop to wide receiver two? No, I think he's going to have a decent game. Fitzpatrick actually got him some cheap points there at the end of the game last week against Arizona. Bills are only middle of the road against wide receivers. I don't think this is going to be a, a necessarily like a, a 10 to 7 game. So I think Evans is a pretty safe wide receiver one star. Feast or famine for Deshaun Jackson? No, uh, definitely famine this week. He's had a couple feasts in a row, Scott. He's due for a Over under four Adam Humphreys catches. Uh, 0.5, and I'll take the under. And Cameron Brait is a tight end one. <laughs> well, uh, the Bills are pretty stringent against tight ends. They're actually eighth against opposing fantasy tight ends, but I think there's so many weak options and he's getting volume that I think you have to start Cameron Brait. Yes, low end tight end. All right, let's switch to Buffalo. I have a feeling, I just have a feeling that you are a big Tyrod Taylor guy this week. If so, please let me know why. Uh, Scott, the, the Bucks defense is very soft. The Bills are coming off a bye. I have Tyrod as my seventh-ranked quarterback this week. I did pick him up. I love Tyrod Taylor. I like his his schedule at the end of the year. And the reason that I think he's safe, even though he's coming off a bye, Scott, is one, I think Tampa Bay is soft. Number two, the legs are good. He's going to get points by his legs. I think he can create. I, I love what Sean McDermott is doing with that team. They have a very smart team there. Even though don't Charles Clay, I love Nick O'Leary as well. Jordan Matthews should be back. I think he was catching some passes. So I love Tyrod Taylor. I think he's very, very safe. Who would I start Tyrod Taylor over, Scott? I would start Tyrod Taylor over Marcus Mariota on the road to Cleveland. I know that's blasphemy. I would start Tyrod Taylor over Cam Newton. I would certainly start him over Carson Palmer. Tyrod Taylor or Brett Hundley? Uh, Taylor. 
close. I like Henley. Right, well, Skip McCoy. He's an RB1. I noticed you picked up Jordan Matthews in a couple leagues that we're in off the wire. It seems like he's healthy playing. Do you expect anything out of Jordan Matthews, or is this a stash pickup for you? Yeah, it's a stash pickup. I, I, I like him. I had to drop him again because I had some better wide receiver options. I think he could have a good game eventually at some point. I think his upside is capped because I don't see him as an outside wide receiver, Scott. But if you needed a wide receiver three and a PPR or even a standard laid, I think he's a nice How about play. the Bills picked up Deontay Thompson off waivers from the Bears? Any interest? Uh, not until I see it, but somebody's going to be decent there. I mean, remember Robert Woods for years was actually decent there. Somebody's going to be because I think Tyrod's doing a real nice Your job. thoughts on the Bills defense at home? Oh, I, I think they're solid. I love home defenses. I, I think they're going to push Tampa Bay around. I, I do have them ranked in my top 12. I have the Bills defense number five actually right now. That's pretty high. And I love Nick O'Leary as a tight end one. Yeah, and one of the CBS leagues we're in, I have the Texan defense on a bye, and I decided to pick up the Bills earlier today. They'll be my defense this week. Smart move. You're not just good at fantasy feud. You're also smart in fantasy seasonal leagues. Next game, Tennessee at Cleveland. Scott, Titans look to roll. Derrick Henry, big run. DeMarco Murray maybe banged up. What do you got for the t- Tennessee running back? Yeah, I mean, I like Derrick Henry. Um, DeMarco Murray has been a little bit of feast of famine uh, this year, uh, kind of like Deshaun Jackson-esque at the running back position. Uh, looks like he's a little banged up, and Henry got more involved last week and then busted off that game, you know, that game ceiling, you know, 70-plus-yard touchdown run at the end of the game. I actually put Derrick Henry ahead of DeMarco Murray this week, and I have them both in one of my teams that I'm debating on. I've been going back and forth all week. Right now I'm leaning towards starting Derrick Henry over, over Murray. So right now I'd put Henry ahead of Murray. Marcus Mariota injured, but it's coming back against a, a poor Browns defense. Where do you have Mariota? Uh, Mariota's quarterback one. Um, I would say he finishes right around 9 or 10. Give me the wide receiver order. Eric Decker, Richard Matthews, and I think Corey Davis may be back this week. Matthews, Decker, Davis. And I think Delaney Walker. No, sorry. Matthews, I think, finishes as the um, easy number one between those three. And Decker you know, will be about five catches number two. Scott, Jonah Smith's sort of a pain in the rear to Delaney Walker. He's still top 12 for you this week? Yeah, right on the fringe. He's right at the you know, the borderline of 11 to 12. I, I mean, I like Delaney Walker. He's as consistent as they come on the road. It's a little different, but... I think you got to still play Walker as this week, maybe the tight end 11 or 12 right there. I want you to tell me here, Scott, that it's reasonable to play Isaiah Crowell. Titans in middle of the road against running backs. Is it worth a start? Yeah, I mean, it's worth a start. Um, you know, I could I could see 70 yards and maybe a touchdown for Crowell. Crowell. So if that works for you, I think that that's worthy of an RB2 start. I wouldn't you know expect RB1 numbers, though. And best wide receiver on the team will be Duke Johnson, true or false? That is true. Fair. Jacksonville goes to Indianapolis to face the Colts. Colts get some bad news on Andrew Luck. Sounds like he got shut down, so this just gets delayed even more. I think we're looking at 2019. Uh, maybe. I dropped I dropped him in Yahoo. I had enough. I didn't want him on my injured spots. Got to have him so sick. Yeah, yeah. At this, at this point, we're looking to two, two, three years, and maybe he'll be in a different team by then. Um, Jacksonville uh, goes. They, they, lose, they beat the Steelers two weeks ago on the road. They dominate the Steelers. Then they go home and lose to the Rams. Now they go on the road to face the Colts in a division game. So Blake Bortles is still not playable. Leonard Fournette had a big game, but left the game with a little bit of an injury. Looks like he's going to be fine. Some people jumped on Chris Ivory in the waiver wire. Any concern that Ivory gets some more touches this week to cut into Fournette's action? Yeah, because Ivory had nine receptions. So they're trying to get Ivory on the field even as a receiving back. Now, let me caution you here, Scott. The Colts have been very good against the run this year. Everything is skewed because of Derrick Henry's 70-yard run at the end of the game last week when it was meaningless. But this is a team that has given up 57 yards on the ground, 77, 67, 132 at Seattle. But they held them tough for a while there, then 66. So I would not expect a big game from Fournette. I have him as a low-end RB1 for me if he plays. Chris Ivory, again, okay, but nothing great here. Don't forget, Colts defense is good. The Colts defense, they're not bad. They're a little underrated for sure against the run. Marquise Lee, Alan Hearns, any interest on the road? I love Marquise Lee. There's an article out there that's trying to get him more involved. The Colts have, have been good against the run. They've struggled against the pass. They're eighth worst against the pass of opposing fantasy wide receivers. I'm going to put Marquise Lee as a wide receiver too. Alan Hearns, a little feast or famine for me. Maybe a wide receiver three if you had to. Yeah, I mean, it would help if Blake Bortles can throw for over 200 yards one of these days. Uh, let's go Correct. Let's go over to the Colts side. Jacoby Brissett has done a more than adequate job of keeping the Colts afloat and producing on the fantasy side. Where do you put Brissett this week at home against that Jacksonville defense? 
You know, Jacksonville defense going on the road to the Colts, especially with the luck news, they are number one against opposing quarterbacks. But I think Jacoby Brissett is solid in two QB leagues. He's fantastic. I put him as a high-end QB2. He's not a QB1. Let's not go nuts. But I think his feet are going to cause some problem, and I think the Colts play well here. Last week, I expected Marlon Mack to be more involved in the running game for the Colts. He really wasn't. Gore got a lot of action. Mack got a few, but then Turbin got a couple of touches, especially near the goal line. Turbin looks like he's going to be out. So Gore, Marlon Mack, does Marlon Mack get some more, get 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 into this game more, or is Frank Gore going to carry the load again? Marlon Mack is a great player, Scott. He's a fantastic dynasty player. The problem is that the Colts don't trust him in pass protection. There were some great gifs out there of Frank Gore lighting up some blitzers on third down. So I like Marlon Mack. I still think he's he's going to try to get in there and work in there. But when it comes to pass blocking, especially with no one behind Brissett, Gore is going to be in there. So I have Go- Gore as an RB2 a mid to high RB2 and I have uh, Marlon Mack as a low end RB2 PPR you could maybe sneak him in there as a solid RB2 but he's got to get better pass protection otherwise he's not going to play alright so we've talked to Jaguar defense we've got some great cornerbacks they really shut down the Steelers with the exception of Antonio Brown who still got 10 catches he worked hard for those 10 catches but he got his 10 how does T.Y. Hilton fare this week against that Jacksonville secondary Scott, for your DFS in the fourth quarter, if you got any guts, you're going to play T.Y. Hilton because he's going to have low ownership. T.Y. Hilton at home in a dome is pretty solid, Scott. I don't see you not getting decent value on T.Y. Hilton at home. People are going to avoid him because of the Jaguars. I think he's the type of guy who could definitely get a decent line. I'd be shocked if he had below six catches and 80 yards, so I think he's a decent play. T.Y. Hilton's 6,100 on DraftKings. Coming off a week on the road last week, really at 1.5 points. Jack Doyle, any interest? I'm not a Jack Doyle guy. I want to go elsewhere. I know he caught a touchdown last week, but it's not a Jack Doyle guy. Could you play the Colt defense at home here? You could. Absolutely. You know, banking on Bortles, I have no problem with that. I'd rather play the Colt defense than the Arizona defense on the road in London. That, that works. T.Y. T.Y. Hilton at home this, this year. Games with 27.7 and 31.3 points at home in two of his three home games. That's why you listen to the Picking Up the Blitz podcast. Next game, Scott. Jets at Miami. Jets pounded Miami and stuffed Jay Ajayi, but my gut says that's not going to happen this week. Start with the Jets. McNown, Forte, Powell's not back yet. Jermaine Curse, any of these guys, Scott, have an interest? Severian Jenkins, maybe? Uh, Severian Jenkins, I do. Uh, Severian Jenkins is playable for sure. And Forte, I think, is playable as well. He looked pretty healthy last week. Looked like he was back to the guy we've seen a few years ago in Chicago. He's not ever going to get to that level. But he was running, catching. I think you can use Forte this week. Part of me wants to say you can use McCown, but I'm going to say I'm going to avoid McCown. Maybe you want to throw him out in DFS, take a flyer on the low ownership, but definitely not in the season-long leagues. You're going to avoid using McCown there. Um, so for me, it's Forte and it's uh, Safarian Jenkins. as the guys I would play on the Jets if you had to. Scott, tell me if I'm nuts. I love Jay Ajayi this week. I actually have Jay Ajayi as my third ranked running back this week. I think he's going to pound the Jets. I mean, it's time for a breakout game, I would say, for Jay Ajayi. Um, you know, he had a nice game last week. Did He had 130 yards. He did not get to the end zone. So it's time for a yardage game and a touchdown game, and I think this is the week as well. I'm with you on this one. I think Jay Ajayi will get – he's not getting 200 yards, I don't think, but I would say he's going to get yourself a buck 20 to score and continue to move forward. Jarvis Landry, finish? Jarvis Landry is a wide receiver one. I hope. I traded for him, but yeah, I believe he's a wide receiver one. He's the wide receiver I got back in my Alshon Jeffrey deal. The Devontae Parker injury with the the question mark there, I think opens the door for Landry to get even more targets as he's been leading the way anyway. uh, Jarvis Landry is a wide receiver one at home. Finish my sentence. The Dolphins are holding out hope that Parker will play. If Parker doesn't play, I'm going to start Kenny Stills. That is a good move. That is a good move. Thank you. Kenny Stills is... Parker doesn't play. Kenny Stills moves to a number two and also moves to be a valuable DFS play. Nice. Interesting game here. The, the premier game on CBS this week, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Pittsburgh Steelers, an AFC North matchup. The Bengals have got a couple wins under their belt, starting to play a little bit better. The Steelers coming off the win where they beat Kansas City on the road, knock Kansas City from the unbeaten ranks. Let's start on the Cincinnati side. Andy Dalton is starting to play a little bit better. His numbers are getting a little bit better. Where do you put Andy Dalton? Is he pl- <coughs> is he playable? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> is he playable on the road this week in Pittsburgh? 
Scott, Andy Dalton has a bizarre schedule the rest of the way. It's bad game, good game, bad game, good game. It alternates all the way almost through the entire end of the year. I'm certainly not starting Andy Dalton here against a Steeler team that's fired up, coming home, which could be a five-touchdown game for Ben Roethlisberger. I like Dalton, just not in this game. Steelers first against opposing quarterbacks in passing yards allowed, only 153.5 this year. Running backs, however, 23rd. They're allowing 118.5 rushing yards per game. Joe Mixon, breakout, is it coming? I don't think he's going to break out against the Steelers, and that's why I'm trying to trade uh, f- trade him from you and get him on my team here because I think it's coming, but it's not going to be this week. I, I think he could be you know, 85 total yards, something like that, no touchdown. Does A.J. Green get the better of the Steelers cornerbacks this week? I think he's I think he's safe, Scott. I mean, he's going to get volume, right? I mean, look at his look at his results since Laser took over as offensive coordinator. So, am I starting him with massive confidence? No, I think he's a low in our uh, wide receiver. Tyler Croft, yes or no? Love Tyler Croft. I think it's a reasonable start. Uh, the Steelers are are fired up when they're home, and their defense, of course, is strong. But in terms of opposing fantasy tight ends. You know, the Steelers are, they're, they're tough. I mean, they're six best against opposing fantasy tight ends, but I just don't think they're going to shut down the running game and shut down the quarterback and shut down the wide receiver and shut down the tight end. So tight end is tough right now. I think Tyler Croft is a high-end tight end too. All right. So the Steelers are first against passing yards uh, for opposing quarterbacks, and the Bengals are second. Ben Roethlisberger, what do we do? I think this is a Ben Roethlisberger solid game. Scott, I've been staring at DFS. Now, you know last week, remember, I changed my lineup. I am not changing my initial lineup, so I don't have Ben Roethlisberger in there. But that doesn't mean my partner that I may not put a second lineup in there with Ben Roethlisberger. I think he's a very solid play this week. I think he's home. I think he's a, it's a get-right game. Maybe Martavis Bryant squeaky wheel game even, Scott. I think this is a solid, at least two-touchdown game for him. And if you put a gun to my head, I'll say three touchdowns, Scott. All right. Le'Veon Bell will move forward. Antonio Brown will move forward. So you said squeaky wheel game for Martavis Bryant. So does that mean does he outscore Juju Smith-Schuster? Yes. Yeah, I think they're going to get it to him. I, I said it last week and I was wrong. I'm going back to him this week at home. Scott, when he's home, the numbers play it out. I'm a big numbers guy. 0.9 touchdowns per game when he's home. When he's home, he's catching a touchdown. Is he home? He's catching a touchdown. He only had one catch last week, but he has been on the field more and more now. Vance McDonald as a tight end play. He's starting to cut into Jesse James's time. Are we at the point where we can maybe consider Vance McDonald, or do we need to see it for a couple more weeks? No, Burfitt's back, and Bengals are fourth best against fantasy tight ends. I like the Vance McDonald play longitudinally, not this week. All right. Denver Chargers. Oh, you get this game. I love this game. Denver Broncos going to the L.A. Chargers. The L.A. Chargers got two games in a row. Very excited about this game. Talk to me about Trevor Simeon, how he's going to get destroyed by the Charger defense. <laughs> yeah, Trevor Simeon, you listen, he looked real bad at home uh, against uh, the Giants, and now he goes on the road against the Chargers. The Chargers early on the season were finding ways to lose. Now they win a couple games. I would not play Trevor Simeon. I'm not. That's not the route I would go. I'd look for other other options. I know you had him last week. I'm pretty sure you dropped him this week. Um, I would not play Trevor Simeon this week at all. Scott Broncos going to have their left tackle. Joey Bosa is going to be in there the whole the entire time. Talk to me about C.J. Anderson. Chargers have been terrible against running backs on the road, but this one may not be so obvious. You think C.J. Anderson bounces back? I think C.J. Anderson's looking at like a 65-70 yard game. If he gets that touchdown, it helps. If he doesn't, then you're looking at a disappointment. I put him as an RB two. Demarius Thomas, is he going to play? And if so, how will he do against Casey Hayward? I think if he plays, he's not going to do too well. I think this is going to be a tough game passing-wise for the Chargers. Um, Manuel Sanders is banged up. Demarius Thomas is banged up. I think Thomas will play, but I would expect low wide receiver two from Demarius Thomas. Phillip Rivers, I'm struggling with this. Him versus Dak Prescott. Talk to me. Who should I start? Uh, I would start Dak Prescott. Uh, I think the, the matchup's right for Prescott. Rivers, I think, will be okay, but I'm, I think the ceiling is higher for Dak Prescott this week. Broncos have the best defense against opposing fantasy running backs, but that won't stop Scott. Melvin Gordon, who will get 30 carries for 60 yards. <laughs> is he still an RB1 for you? Yeah, Melvin Gordon's an RB1. He'll get yeah, he'll get two touchdowns, he'll average 1.6 yards a carry, and open up his lead. But you know what? As long as he's getting those touchdowns, that's all that matters. you got to play Gordon as an RB1 this week. Keenan Allen Scott scored against Denver when the game was in Denver. He did not have a great game last week. Do you think he bounces? Well, he's back? got the questionable tag. A um, little bit you know, light, limited practice today. I expect him to play. Yeah, I think he's touchdown dependent this week. Uh, put him as a wide receiver too. Tight end. You said it was Henry last week. I assume that hasn't changed. Where does he finish against a Bronco defense that is actually fifth most generous to opposing fantasy tight ends? He's a top five tight end this week and a top two DFS play. 
uh, either defense. You're playing both. You play uh, one of them. If I if I had to play one of these defenses, I would play the Chargers defense. I think they have a I think they have a big game this week against the Broncos. If you have a better option to go elsewhere, but if you had to play one of these, I would play the Chargers. Arnold Schwarzenegger, have anything to say about that? And now go Chargers, go! All right, thank you. I got to drop that. Okay, good, I missed that one. You updated that. Um, last game of the night, Super Bowl rematch. Last game of the week, I should say. Super Bowl rematch. The Falcons go into New England to play the Patriots. Is this going to be a revenge game for the Falcons? They don't look that good. They have not looked that good for a couple of weeks. Now they get out of the home building, go on the road against this awful New England Patriots defense. Let's start with Matt Ryan and the Falcons. Talk to me about them. Not starting Matt Ryan in this game. Not against the Patriots at home. Absolutely not. Not when this team just gave up a 17-point lead to the Dolphins defense. No, thank you. Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman, are you still team backfielding them? Yeah, you, well, here's the thing. I'm not, I don't know if I'm team backfielding them, but here's the thing. If you have Freeman, you're starting Freeman because he gets the red zone carries. And he also gets touches, and they're probably, Scott, not going to make the mistake of going away from him like they did last week, which if they, they didn't, they probably would have won. First half, he was big. I wrote on Twitter today, I have some obsession, Scott, with Tevin Coleman. I just find his draft king value to be so low. I like him. I think he's going to be more involved. I'm not sure about Sanu this week, if he's going to be good or not. Austin Hooper has been hot lately, but Julio Jones still hasn't caught a touchdown. So I really like Tevin Coleman in PPR leagues. If you have them both, would I play them both? Probably not. I'd play Freeman. But if you had Freeman or Coleman, I'd play either one. Leads me to my next question. Does Julio Jones score this week? No, he does not. That's a difference of opinion here. I actually think he scores twice. Uh so if Mohamed Sanu plays, does he make an impact? Are we looking Taylor Gabriel, Justin Hardy, or Marlon Hall, I believe his name was? <laughs> don't don't like any of those guys, especially Gabriel away from home, Scott. I think Sanu is banged up. I got to see it first. I like Sanu if he was healthy, but he's not, so I'm not going to play Austin him. Hooper finishes where? I got him as a tight end one because Patriots third most generous to opposing fantasy tight ends. Tom Brady, three touchdowns? Yes or no? The uh, Minimum. Minimum three touchdowns. Oh, yes. all right. Okay. <laughs> Took me a second to pick up on that one. Minimum three touchdowns. Yeah. So we're expecting a big day from Tom Brady at home. How about the running back situation? Your boy got benched last week after a fumble, lost a goal line touch to Deion Lewis. Does he bounce back, or should you be concerned now that Deion Lewis, James White, and all these other backs are going to get some touches over Gillisley? Scott, I'm going to say this right now. This is a massive game for Mike Gillisley, one or the other. I almost dropped him today. One of two things will happen. Either I will be coming on saying Gilly's got to eat again and hashtagging it, or he's dropped. The Falcons are the worst team in the NFL against receiving running backs. So this is a big game for James White. I think you have to start him with confidence as an RB2, maybe even better. Gilly should get the clock-killing work, and he should get the goal-line carries. If he fumbles, Scott, I'm dropping him on, on, on Tuesday on Tuesday immediately. If he doesn't fumble and he gets goal-line touches, this could be the game that springboards him. I think this is a huge spotlight. Do it your fantasy spotlight article on Mike Gillisley because he's going one way or another here. If Deion Lewis gets the goal-line touches again, sell it like those guys did in trading in trading places with the orange juice. So this is a make-or-break game. So if he breaks, that means i got to cancel my order for the Gilly going to eat t-shirts? Yeah, thank God we didn't put those in. <laughs> Rob Gronkowski, does he outscore Chris Hogan and Danny Amendola combined this week? Scott, when Rob Gronkowski plays, Chris Hogan is not good. Do I think he'll outscore both of them? No, because I always like Danny Amendola, maybe because I'm starting him in one of my leagues. But I think Chris Hogan is definitely the third wide receiver when Gronkowski plays. Yes. Brandon Cooks. Give me a line for Brandon Cooks this week. Three catches, 70 yards. Oh, so Brady's going minimum three touchdowns. But Cooks is only getting three for seventy, so who's getting these touchdowns? Well, I can't you see like can't you see like James White catching one and Amendola catching one, Gronkowski catching one, or Hogan having three catches, thirty yards, something like that. I, I don't think Brandon Cooks is catching a touchdown. I think it's going to be a running back touchdown here uh, from 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 a James White or a Deion Lewis, maybe both. And Gronkowski's always good for one, and then pick your poison with Hogan. Amendola. I think a touchdown is stolen this week by Philip Dorsett. No, it could be. Very good. Excellent. like that pick. Very good. Here we go. Fourth quarter. All right. My quarter four, like always, we'll start off with our picks, our Vegas picks for the week. Uh, last week, I believe I went two and two, and I believe you also went two and two. Or you went three and one. I did. Two and two. Surprising. Yeah, you went two and two, so that puts you at, I believe, 11 and 13 and puts me at 10 and 14. Does that sound right? 
Yeah, let's get over the Mendoza line. Yeah, let's, yep. uh, let's shoot for that. I got to go 4-0 to get even, but let's see what we can do. Let's start first game of the week for me. I'm going to take the Bears at home plus three. I think that was a nice win for them on the road. Confidence-building win. Carolina comes in on the road, not not the same as they are at home. I like the Bear passing defense here against Cam Newton. I expect a couple turnovers. I even think the Bears might score a touchdown on defense. So I'm going to take the Bears plus three at home. Pick one. Scott, the Dolphins just went to Atlanta and won, which is a tough place to play, even if I think Atlanta's a little soft. Here come the Jets. The Dolphins are going to roll. Their defense is very, very solid, so they're going to play well at home. JJ is going to have 35 carries in this game. He's going to have a monster game. All i got to give is three. Dolphins minus three. Next for me at home, Vikings five and a half to the Ravens. I just don't see the Ravens. They don't have enough on offense. The Viking defense is solid. They're at home. It's a very demoralizing loss for the Ravens to the Bears last week in overtime. Vikings are laying five and a half. I know it's still Case Keenum, but I like what's seen from Jerick McKinnon. The receivers are good. The tight end's okay. Defense is solid. Vikings minus five and a half for me. I wish I knew the stats on Tom Brady at home at night, but I, I know they're really, really good. Atlanta's soft. They're coming in. They're reeling a little bit. I don't think Sarkeesian on the offensive end is doing a great job for them. They're going to start hearing some comments there. I'm only giving three and a half with the Patriots at home. Thank you. Patriots minus three and a half. Talked about this uh, coming across country for this game at four o'clock. Giants plus four and a half. I can't believe I'm doing it, but I like the Giants as a home dog here. I think the defense keeps them in this game. The Seattle offense still worries me. They don't have a running back. Russell Wilson's going to be, I think, contained in the pockets. Those receivers are going to have to make plays. And I haven't seen enough from anybody outside of Doug Baldwin just yet. Giant defense was impressive last week in a tough place to play. They come home, try to give their fans something to look forward to. Plus four and a half, the Giants. I'm going to take that shot. I'm not so sure that the Saints are this team that's going to railroad through the NFL like they've been. They've been doing well. They're on the road. I know they're playing well, but they're always going outdoors. It's a little funky. Here are the Packers. Nobody believes in us. Back against the wall. Scott, he's got Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams. He's got Randall Cobb, Ty Montgomery, Aaron Jones. I think this game's going to be close. I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers pulled it out. Four and a half in Lambeau? I'll take a chance. Give me the pack and four and a half. This team is sitting at two and three. They're in danger of losing their running back for the rest of the year, pending all these injunctions. This team has to have no choice but to go out to San Francisco and win this game big. Like what the San Francisco Niners do. They try. They play hard. The Cowboys need to go in there and win this game by two touchdowns. They're laying six. This could be the last game at Elliott. Who knows? We're going to play this on a week-to-week basis. But the Cowboys minus six in a game they need to win, especially with the Redskins and Eagles playing each other Monday night. So now you've picked four games, right? I can't believe you left it. I'll go back to it. Cincinnati headed into Pittsburgh. No, thank you. Me and Martavis Bryant, Mike Randall, Martavis Bryant, give it five and a half. Give me no steel curtain, baby. Minus five and a half against the Bengals. I think they're going to have a good game. Wouldn't be surprised, Scott, if it was like 30 to 21 and pretty high scoring, but they'll win this game by a touchdown. Big win in Kansas City, and I think they're going to get right. I want you to go on record right now and tell me Martavis Bryant has more than three catches this week. Martavis Bryant has more than three catches and has a touchdown this you heard, week. I'm you heard it, folks. I'm, that, that'll be tweeted out from the podcast handle. So, you'll, you, so that'll be, that'll be Absolutely. tweeted. We got it. Martavis Bryant, more than three and a score from Mike Randall. Scott, you may call me names behind my back, but just call me objective. I am going on Martavis Bryant this How week. How objective you are. I'm sure you call me worse names behind my back, but that's quite all right, <laughs> my friend. Um, it's, well, tra- you, why did you do the Winston trade? Yeah, well, I think that's worked out for me so far, the Winston trade. So has the McFadden for uh, Mark um, Mike Brieta, who they don't even know you are for me, Darren McFadden, as soon as you scooped him up, said no to that one right now. So, so far, I'm two for two in trades I said no to with you, and I'm, I'm happy about that. Uh, very true. DFS. Uh, DFS, Scott, break us down. Yeah, give us a couple time. of picks this week, DFS. We're both on the same page with Tyrod Taylor at home against a Buck defense that stinks, especially that uh, defense on the road. Tyrod Taylor is only 5,100. I know he's got no receivers to throw the ball to, but he's got enough weapons in, in McCoy. Nick O'Leary can make some catches. He'll figure out a way. He'll run in for a touchdown. 5,100. You're looking at 20 to 25 points in fantasy value. So for me, Tyrod Taylor is a must-use. 
I'm opposite of you here. I know you think the Patriots win big. You said no to Matty Ice. I think the, I think they're going to score just as many points. They may lose the game, but they're due for one of these games where they put up points. And I like Matty Ice. Seventy five hundred is a high salary for a guy who's not producing, and I think that's where the value comes in. I don't think a lot of people are going to roll with Matt Ryan this week. He's got the matchup. Patriot defense stinks as well. They've been lit up at home by Alex Smith, by Cam Newton, by Deshaun Watson. Why can't Matt Ryan do it? I think he does. Stack him with Julio Jones if you want to reach out and pony up that expensive coin for the both of them running back there's only one running back i'm really focusing on from a value play you could play some of the big name guys but i don't want to give you the bells the the, the elliots the girlies and so forth christian mccaffrey at 6100 here in chicago he's going to get the bulk of the touches i know i like the bears in the game but from a dfs standpoint i like christian mccaffrey to be involved i look for him for 6100 to give you about 20 points with that one point ppr i look for about eight catches there he'll probably score a touchdown as well other wide receivers outside of Julio Jones, Devontae Adams, 5,800. You know, Aaron Rodgers goes out and his value goes down to 5,800. That is a very good price for a good wide receiver at home against a weak defense. I know the Saints have played a little better, and I know it's Brett Hundley, but he gets a week of preparation, gets a week of practice. He's got playmakers. Devontae Adams will outperform his 5,800 salary on DraftKings. Two tight ends. Zach Ertz is a weekly play for me. I know he he's expensive. Now. He's up to sixty nine hundred, but he owns the Redskins. If you look at his numbers against the Washington Redskins, we talked about this in Week One, and he went out, put up like nine catches, scored a touchdown or so. He owns the Redskins, and he will own them again Monday night. It's one of those good plays that you can have a Monday night in the full slate. You can't get him in the Sunday million, but you can get him in that full fourteen game slate. So keep that in mind, or in your Sunday night Monday night plays. Hunter Henry is your. Uh, Tight end to play in the DraftKings million forty two hundred against the Denver Broncos, who have been susceptible to tight ends. And Hunter Henry is the man now for the Chargers. And my two defensive plays, I hinted at both of them. I like the Bills at thirty four hundred at home against the Bucks, and I absolutely love the Giants at twenty six hundred at home against the Seahawks. I think they'll be low owned. They got a low salary, and they will produce you at least twelve to fifteen defensive points. There you go. You got it right there from the DFS expert, folks. Follow us on Twitter at PUT Blitz. Follow Scott at SCOT557. Myself at Randall Rant, R A N D L E R A N T. Make sure you hit the website as well, RandallRant.com. We'll have all our picks there. Scott's DFS lineup as well. You can follow us along my rankings from Fantasy Pros. And if you like what you hear, please go to iTunes, give us a five star rating and a review. Picking up the Blitz, P I C K I N apostrophe. Fantasy football. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, like us on Facebook, share the post on Facebook. We are there on there as well. Links to links to all the episodes. You can get to the website. Just follow us there. Leave us a rating, review on iTunes as well. Five stars what we're looking for. If you like it, please leave it. And yeah, you know, Sunday mornings again, game time. This London game this week's at one o'clock our time. So we will be available for questions, you know, 11, 12 o'clock Eastern time. Send us your questions on Twitter. We are there to answer them. Anything you got, sit, start, DFS, whatever you want. We are here to be accessible to you guys. Sounds good, partner. Amari Cooper, let's get a beverage. 30 to 24 Chiefs, four minutes to go. Chiefs are trying to run out the clock. Raiders trying to get the ball back. We'll see you, folks.